Welcome to True Mental Health. I'm Crystal Crawford. And I'm Dr. Janine Kraft. We're here to have unique conversations about what really creates mental wellness. After years, decades of seeking, seeking what could create more ease in life and trying every modality possible. Crystal and I crossed paths and realized we had similar missions. A mission to have conversations about what creates ease, what creates well-being, and what renders us truly functional. If you know something else is possible, maybe completely different than you've ever been taught, join us on a journey to uncover what creates true mental health. We're back in that weird in-between time between the holidays and New Year's. Oh, God. Does anybody, I don't know what day it is. Raise your virtual hand if you're, like, so ready for Christmas to be over. Okay, good. <laughs> I, like, I keep my decorations up till two New Year's because I like That's a little different, vibe, though. That's you the know? vibe. The ambiance of Christmas I find really soothing. Yeah. The, the doing of the holiday vacation thing, I just can't anymore. And, of course, in Colombia, it goes on for five weeks. So, Hi. No, it's chaos and we're here in the middle of it, but it's fine. Okay, good. So today we want to talk about fear. Fear has been coming up. I've been having um, a couple of followers, clients pinging around it. So Mm -hmm. I've been talking a little bit about how to use your body to make decisions, right? (laughs) Please don't ever take us seriously. So we're professionals. Try this at home. Um, okay. So, ooh, 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 right, wrong, good, bad. So I get that everyone is so focused on making the right decision that people just go into complete paralyzation. I mean, this is literally what I hear over and over again. 80%... I just did three reels on my thing about this. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, amazing. See? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's pinging. So it's like people are mm, struggle more with taking action than taking like the kind of impulsive action. They're more frozen in taking action. And I've been talking about how it's really about us being afraid to get it wrong then, and that's what's causing kind of this freeze response. So I've had some folks ask, well, how do I know the difference between when I'm, I'm genuinely afraid or my intuition, my awareness is saying, no, this is a no, don't choose this. How do we know? How do we know, Crystal? Oh my God. Okay. Well, first of all, what I'm about to say is not the popular point of view. (laughs) Let's preface it. You're not Um, on the cheerleader squad. (laughs) I'm not on the cheerleader squad. No. I'm I'm the nerd in the corner that's like studying all (laughs) quantum physics. Yeah. Yeah. So what what I learned in excess consciousness that I then had to take into my own life to see if it was true is that fear is what's called a distractor implant. Now. What the F was that? Mm-hmm. Um, I, regardless of what you call it, it's one of those energies that is literally, it's, it, that there is no way out of. So, and that's what a distractor implant is. They're energies and choices that there's no way out of. You literally, once you're in them and once you've called it that, you can't, you loop. Mm-hmm. So like once you tell yourself that you're afraid, you how do you get out of that? You're afraid. There's no way out. You, you can't. Right. So once you tell, yeah, once you tell yourself that you're, you feel guilty, for example, guilt is another one. There's 24 of these things. Guilt is another. Once you say, I feel guilty, there's no way out. You can't not feel guilty because you Mm -hmm. did do the thing and you can't fix the thing because you did the thing. And so you're trapped. 
And so that's really, I think, how Gary Douglas sort of identified or categorized these particular energies, because he's the one that came up with this. Um, they are in, were implanted to believe that they're real, but in truth, there's no way out. And once you just choose around them, they go away. Weird, right? So, I mean, it could be a really short episode. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end, yes. <laughs> so, so this is, the, I think this is the, the bigger conversation is like, are you in the camp where f for you, fear needs to be real? Yeah. And I think we could probably break that down. Or are you willing to consider that maybe it isn't real, even though you have a sensation that you've identified as fear and there is a way around it, you know? Oof. Do you so, <laughs> yeah, I'm There's okay. A couple things came up for me yeah. in the sense of first, when you're talking about fear and saying like, you know, it being a distractor, I was like, oh, it's like you are totally disempowered to it when you say, well, I'm afraid. It's like, well, I'm afraid, so I can't do anything. Who's going to argue with Who's going to challenge it? Who's yeah. going to challenge that? And, you know, a kid mm -hmm. says he's afraid to go to school. And the parent, I mean, I watched this with when I first got with Andreas and Luna. He, he kept telling me Luna had massive anxiety. So I got, I got to hang out with Luna and I'm like, this is not an anxious kid. <laughs> this is a kid who has learned how to use her feelings to manipulate her parents. Yeah. And I was like, and so she would go into all this upset and I would be able to look at her and kind of go, I'm just doing what you're doing, which is not really the popular conversation because we're, that's uncaring and unfeeling and I'm supposed to validate. Yes. So I didn't say a lot about it at first, but I really watched her and I was like, oh no, this kid just knows how to manipulate. As soon as she goes to tears, she gets everything she wants. I'm like, why wouldn't she go to tears? You know, I'm afraid yeah. of going to school. I'm afraid of going into my bedroom. Well, she'd be afraid of going into her bedroom. Mm -hmm. And what she really wanted was to sleep with daddy. So, yeah, you know, like it never, I forget where I was going with that, but like it was literally, it was there to distract her and him. Mm -hmm. And it worked. And this is, I think this is the thing that we don't really want to look at is like, is it working to kind of distract you from the thing you don't really want to choose? Maybe that thing that's like super uncomfortable, super confronting, super going to put you outside of your comfort zone. Cause most of the things we're afraid of throw us way outside our comfort zone. And we're like, oh, right. you know, it's all this energy comes up and then all of a sudden we're terrified and there is a lot of energy there. But if we didn't call it fear, how much energy would we, would be, would we be getting access to that we could use to create? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much there. Oh, where to start? Okay. Well, because I'm looking at like kind of from a dysregulation perspective, okay. right? So in the sense of finding your hmm, edge, so to speak, with okay. how willing are you to step outside your comfort zone? What is your nervous system edge? But like what contributes to feeling regulated enough to make the scary perceived scary choices, right? I mean, it's all a lot of it's going to be how am I perceiving it? I'm thinking of back to when I wanted to leave my job and a lot of fear around not being able to generate income or things like that, right? That was the big fear of why I didn't choose it. But it's like, I kept saying that for years and then it started to feel like a justification. Well, it was. Yeah. That's what fear is. Fear is the justification yeah. for not choosing. So, but that's, I mean, I think also, and I think you've done talked about this before, but let's talk about it again. Yeah. When you go to changing your life in that way, there is a lot of energy there. Like it is mm -hmm. uncomfortable there, there, everything's unknown. Like once you jump out of your nine to five and you jump into something, you don't know it's unknown. Yeah. 
So the only thing you have to go on is your sense of the future it will create, not even the, mm -hmm. the for sure of what it will create, just your sense of like, sometimes it can be, if I don't do this, I'm going to die. So fuck it. Yeah. Sometimes it can be, I know this is going to create something greater and I might die while doing it, but fine. There's always this kind of like fear of dying or something, you know, like this is going to. Well, we're like unknown phobic. Yes. We're literally unknown phobic. Like I just want to control my reality. And I get that as a big trauma response in the sense of if I'm so freaked out, I need to control so I can expect what's happening versus being willing to know that whatever comes up, I can show up. I would say it's a trauma response. I, I think also it's probably, you know, we've, we've sort of transitioned from this like brave pioneer culture to this, like everything gets delivered by Amazon prime and I never have to leave my house. <laughs> like, right. So this really coddled, yeah, wow. soft yeah. reality taken, care of. taken yeah. care of. Even if you look at the way parenting has transitioned, even from the fifties, it's like, we've moved from like, get me the stick to I have to listen to my kids feelings and their feelings are in the show. So we've, I would mm -hmm. say the pendulum even societally has swung, you yep. know, big yep. time. So I think it's a combination of a lot of factors and regardless, here we are yeah, <laughs> wanting to change our lives. Like what are we going to do with ourselves? But what is it about like, that we have so much doubt. I mean, I guess because we are so coddled, if you will, that we do, we have so much doubt in ourselves that we can't show up for the unknown. That it's, it's like, not right? that we it's like, can't. Why would we have a fear? It's not it. that we can't. It's that we won't. Ooh. If you go to the base of everything, it's never that you can't. Because if it came yeah. down to it, when it comes to emergency situation, if you had an emergency situation and you had to show up for yourself, you just would. You because should. you just choose it. So it isn't, it's never about can't, it's never about ability, it's about won't. And, and we won't because we might be judged, we, because yeah. unknown, we might yeah. be judged, we might be judged, we might fail, it might not yeah. work, we don't actually know how to do this, we might actually look stupid. It's like there's, there's perceived risk that we aren't really willing to take until our hand is forced. You know, like, do you yeah. remember this with leaving your job? Like, what, what kind of tipped the scale for you? Well, um, choices started to be uh, become slim, as in we were going to be enforced to be taking a lot of medical things that I didn't feel comfortable with. I was okay. like, I'd like this all to be my choice. So um, that lit the fire under my ass. So that forced be, your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Because and otherwise, I probably would have, I was creating, selling a little bit, but that was the squeeze where I was like, oh, I know where this is going. So, so when it comes time to the squeeze, the doubt yeah. is no longer relevant, which means the doubt is not real. Yeah. It's not relevant yeah. at that point. You're like, well, even if I die. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not living like, like this. It three years later, but, or earlier, but yeah. But you didn't. Mm -hmm. So the, so really fear and doubt are the justifications for not choosing and that's it. Yeah. But it's so crazy because there are these energetic sensations, right? That go with them, right? And we, it's so easy to get into our head with the doubt and overthink things. And so then it feels real. And I think that's the trap is that it feels real. Yeah. So if it feels real, it must be real is the conclusion that we go to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we've already learned via life and stuff that that feeling is called this and that because it's called this, then that means this. And now we have a problem to overcome. If the feeling itself isn't called that, it's just energy, 
and it's there to distract you from the choices you really have, then all of a sudden you're confronted with being in the creator seat of your life going, fuck, <laughs> what's really true is I don't want to choose this. Okay. So let's take this to the extreme of, okay. I'm thinking like, you know, if there's been all this research done about the fear response and whatever, right? It's like your life is in danger yeah. and we go to, and I mean, I know you're talking about in a crisis, we just kind of handle things, yeah. but it's like, what is it about that? Like huge surge of energy when, there's like a, there is a life crisis in that moment. Like how what much are we more, going to? How much more energy do you require to handle that at that moment? Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. if I look at my life, let's take some trauma. Cause I definitely yeah. experienced a lot of trauma. Um, there was a moment, I'm going to give you a really terrible, awful example. I love it. Um, there was a moment where my grandmother was old. She was in her nineties and my mom who was already proven herself to be pretty unstable, um, was caring for her. So my grandmother was staying in her home. Well, she was being abused. My grandmother was being abused by my mom and I didn't really know the full extent of it until I went to visit. And this was, I don't know, this was six, seven, eight years back. And, um, there was carpets all over the small carpets all over the floor that my grandmother couldn't really traverse. She was falling up the stairs and breaking her arm and not being taken to the doctor. My mom was forcing her to drink like two gallon jugs of water. Cause my mom's point of view is that she should drink more water. My grandmother's body didn't want that much water. Um, so when I got there, it was, there was a moment where my mom was just screaming at my grandmother to do the thing. Yeah. And all this energy like <sighs> rushed into my body. And I was, terror scare terrified I, like i could have described it as terror rage fury but what it was it was like all this energy of like never again will this happen yeah. on my watch and so I, all this energy i my cheeks flushed and i just stood right there and i was like you will never treat her like that again you know mm -hmm. and i stopped the abuse and that happened multiple times through my life where there was just a moment where something was going to change and it was going to change now. And what I required was that rush of energy to move me from yeah. staying in one place into a moment of fast forward motion. Mm -hmm. And you could use that same example for a kid walking out into traffic. I mean, there's yeah. an instantaneous rush of like, whew, like you require that extra energy to move yourself from stasis yeah. into that sprint essentially. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's an extreme abuse example, but like when I look at the times when I have required that energy, that energy has shown up and it show, And then afterwards you're like trembling and you're like right. shaking. And then in a moment like that, I went into all kinds of like, you know, felt bad and like scared that I do the wrong thing. I mean, I then went into my head, but in the moment what I had access to mm -hmm. was energy to change something. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we give ourselves too much rope to get into our head about stuff instead of using that energy in the moment to like go forward. And that's just, just something we conditioned ourselves to do. Mm -hmm. But when our forehand is forced, that's the thing yeah. about abuse situations, for example, is your hand is forced. You're like, are you going to stand there and watch this? Or are you going to do something to change it? And my mom at that point, like stopped talking to me and she like disowned me, but she was absolutely incorrect in the way she was treating this person. Yeah. And I wasn't going to live with that. So, so you can really like look at the spectrum of situations in your life and kind of go, wow, when did this rush of energy occur and what did I use it for? Yeah. And is that what's occurring now? And would I be willing to allow this to be as out of control as it feels? Cause it's really this out of control energy. That's like, holy fuck, I guess we're doing this. You know, I'm jumping yeah. out of the plane. I'm like, 
crossing this air bridge and bungee, yeah. you know, those things where you're like t terrified, but you require that energy to move yourself into this mm -hmm. choice that you aren't sure you can handle, but you know, you can do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So what, where does then judgment come with that? Because I know, you know, talking about like your mom and, mm, your yeah. and whatnot, yeah. and especially using kind of the wording incorrect versus wrong. But I know we talk about like not seeing things as wrong, but like, what is it about that? Like a surge of energy of knowing this isn't okay, so to speak. Or well, the surge of energy. Yeah. Well, no, it, no, the surge of energy for me was like, I don't care if this is right for you. I don't care if this is right in some world. Yeah. This is not happening for me. Yeah. You're now in my reality and no. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't about whether it was right or wrong from a societal point of view or right or wrong from an abuse point of view. Or it was just yeah. like, this is not how people are treated in my world and you don't get to do this. So it took it out of any kind mm -hmm. of right or wrong context and allowed me to have my reality, which is like, no. Yes yeah. to that, no to that, not because it's right or wrong, but because I don't, that's no for me. Right, which you have like instant access to versus if you're going into the judgment about it, which is like kind of like right where our heads go after the fact, where it's like, yeah, was this yeah. right? Was this wrong? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and exactly. that's like you wouldn't have access to that immediate impulse to act, yeah, to respond if you're going into your head about things. Yeah. So ask me again about the judgment thing. So tell me more about that. <sighs> well, I, I get that like when I'm talking to, um, my, like my members and whatnot about judgment and whatnot, then there is this kind of question of, well, what about abuse or what about things that are so overtly wrong, like mistreating people or things like that? How do we like get out of judgment with that when it's like, but also know that it's not creating something greater for us? What if you don't think about it and you just look at whether or not this is something you want to live with? Mm -hmm. Like, I think... I know that we are addicted to being right. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're addicted to being right. Yeah. And so if we can't be right, we almost don't want to choose. Mm -hmm. But if you couldn't be right and you couldn't be wrong and the things occurring in front of you were just the things occurring in front of you, is that something you're willing to live with? Mm. You know, if I look at, I mean, it's again, I think it's so easier to, it's easier to see this when you take it to its extremes, even historically, like if you look right, at right the period of time that I didn't live through this lifetime, you know, like Nazi Germany or like big, like I look at, I would just watch emancipation with Will Smith with mm. slavery. And I was like, I'd have been on the side of history that was helping people escape. Like this just, this is just not. And, and so that's easier to see that because. Yeah. And so I'm just, yeah, I don't even well, know really where else to go with that. Yeah. There's something around like it not creating greater in the sense of like not coming from the point of it's like right, wrong, but it's like, what is this creating for us as humanity to function from that way or to hurt others? But I guess this is where then people take it to extremes because if we're in the sense of like, if we're focused just on, okay, so for instance, I just did a post saying like, um, when you feel resentment, that's an indication that you need a boundary, not that the other person's behavior needs to change. Meaning that it's like, you could be functioning from this idea of like, I'm right, they should change. And it's like, well, great, who cares? If you are like, what has changed there? Unless you are the one setting the boundary in the sense of still coming from this empowered place is like kind of where I'm seeing the underlying theme here of like under empowered to choose 
versus I'm saying you need to change, you're wrong. It's like, well, that's not really going to do anything because the Mm -hmm. other person gets to choose what they're going to choose. Yeah. Like my grandmother stayed there actually after that moment. She stayed there and she actually ended up dying there. And then my mom went to court for elder abuse. Um, So it didn't change course of history, but it did change something in that moment. Yeah. And it was something that worked for me. So, okay. So go again. We'll get okay, there. Okay. So now I'm looking We're unpacking it and it's like, it's heading in that really deep. I know that what I keep bringing up is like this deep, dark stuff, but I'm also curious about what that is. So keep going. Well, okay. So now I'm looking at it from, okay. So let's look at three of you. Okay. And you know, it's like your mom maybe thinks she was right in that. She moment, does. Right. Yeah. Okay. And your grandma thinks she was right. Thinks she was right and stayed regardless right and you're like uh no not okay so it's like and i don't think right? i was right i just think that i did what worked for me yeah you weren't functioning from right this is right or wrong it doesn't matter what i was functioning from i think that's what i'm trying to get to okay why are we making what we're functioning from relevant yeah I can only function from this way if this way is right. I can only function from this way if this way is right. Only if it's creating greater can I choose it. Choose what works for you. Well, it's like we'll never all agree on what's right or right or wrong. We that's a yeah, like that's a utopian what is yeah, never. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be everybody chooses what they choose because they choose it. Yeah. So, we have to so you're living, so you listening to this are living in the world. And you get to either be at the effect of everybody else's choices. So I could be at the effect of my mom's choice in that moment, or I could create a change in some way. Did I know what that change was going to create? Fuck no. And she was furious at me. She kicked us. We were helping. It was at the time I was married to my second husband. We were helping her paint her house. She threw us out of her house. Didn't want our help anymore. I don't think we talked for like at that time for two years. Um, you know, I didn't know what it was going to create. I just knew that I had to choose what worked for me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for what reason are we making whether or not we're choosing from what's right or wrong or creating greater relevant? All of that's judgment. All of that comes from a judgment reality. What's beyond judgment reality? Yeah. Choice, just the choice Mm -hmm. for something that's going to work for you. Like you finally chose into something that was going to work better for you than the job. The job was working fine for you until this point. And then it was like, "Mm, that doesn't work for you anymore for what is going to work for me better. Did you know how it was going to work out? No. You had no idea how it was going to work out. You had no idea what was going to show up. You just knew not this. Mm-hmm. Okay, this. This is the next thing that I see. And that's really life. That's really living, right? Like Yeah. Well, there and there was no how in the sense because when people ask, well, how did you and it's just like, well, I'm going to toast it because I didn't you're exactly right. I didn't know what was going to show up and there was just some deep knowing that it was going to be okay. I didn't know how, like, and so I want to say partially trust. I mean, also trust in me that, okay, I can, whatever shows up, I got this. I'll figure, I'll figure it out. But was that even a thinking thing? No, because it was just this like deep, just the deep knowing part was Mm. just, yeah. Mm. That's how fast it is. Yeah. So everything else is entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) I am unsubscribing. Listen, I'm finding the bad cop in these conversations because here's why. Because the things that I'm saying to you guys out loud have been the things that have set me the most free. I am not just like this chick on a soapbox 
saying unpopular <laughs> shit because I think that's fun. I just know that it's unpopular because I hear what a lot of people are taught, you know, what we end up swimming in. I hear it all. I see it, you know? Yeah. And I've swam there myself, but it never set me free. And so I'm a, like, I'm a huge advocate for freedom. And sometimes that means that for, to have freedom, freedom goes beyond right and wrong. Like it's, it, as long as you're in the right and wrong reality, you have no freedom. You have to judge what you're doing in some way. You have to either judge it by, does this create greater or not create greater? That can be awareness, but most of the time we use that as judgment. Yeah. Is this, is this right or is this wrong? Is this a good or is this a bad? Is this, am I afraid or am I not afraid? And how do I know what I know and not know what I know? And what about this? We have to keep ourselves in that world of judgment. Beyond the world of judgment is freedom. You can just choose. And you can choose the things that work for you if you want, or you can choose the things that don't work for you if you want. And you can choose to get more information because that's what choice is. It just mm -hmm. gives you information. That's the world of freedom. And so for me, I'm a proponent of a world of freedom. Yeah. So, you know, I wonder where we can go with this conversation <laughs> that would, you know, maybe that's the thing to ask yourself is like, the, do you want that? <laughs> yes. well, okay. So I was, I was listening to Abraham Hicks and they were saying, you are so free. You can choose bondage. And right. I was like, exactly. I love that so bad. Yes. Because yes. We're, I'm more addicted to that. It's like, I'd rather be in my safe jail cell than be free falling in choice. Right. And so I've done resentment. Like I know what's at the bottom of resentment. When I'm resentful, there is something I'm unwilling to choose. So I have to make what's happening your fault because I don't want to look at that. I'm unwilling to choose. I have to make, and I'm so smart. I can so easily make it your fault that you're just mm -hmm. going to believe it's your fault. And nobody's looking at me and what's really true is that I don't want to choose anything. And you're bad. I've done it so much. Yeah. But then when I finally get my head out of my ass, <laughs> and I look at it, I'm like, yeah. okay, you're an asshole. <laughs> afraid of afraid. I'm an asshole that's been unwilling to choose. And really at the very, very bottom of it, it's usually yeah. this really deep judgment of me, you know, but yeah. Um, it's so well ingrained for us to function from that space yeah. of judgment that it's just, it feels it's uh it's like unreal for me to function differently or but it, it just, is unreal it yeah. doesn't exist it's not it's actually a non-reality this this choosing as freedom thing that all of access consciousness invites you to constantly is is a non-reality for most people it's, yeah. it's it doesn't it isn't real it doesn't feel real it's like mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like anything which can actually be the reason we hang on to the feelings because it's like mm -hmm. well at least this feels like something i know what fear is and i know what doubt is I can get all bothered about that and get all involved in that. And, you know, if freedom doesn't feel like anything, freedom is just choice all the time. It's just like, got awareness how I've been doing that in business too. <laughs> Let me make this really hard. Because <laughs> I have done that. that. I've never done that. I'm perfect. Everything. Well, I have all the problems to solve and yeah, it's fine. So, yeah. So, I mean, God. <laughs> Did we address I know. Day? Okay, so <laughs> roping this back to the beginning, how <laughs> do people know the difference between fear, like they're they're going into right wrong fear versus yeah. just the awareness is like a thud. The awareness is doesn't seem to have a lot of possibility to it. Like the intuition is saying, meh. Well, I, I think what's fair to say, you always know. You just always know when it's a no. 
Mm-hmm. Tell me, how do I know? Do I know? Okay. It's a no? Is it a yes? well, you just know. You just know. Just know. Like if it's not a yes, it's a no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're not excited, I mean, what that's when people say, if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. Like it's if you're really, not but it is really. It, yeah, yeah. And I would even, for me, I'd pull out the excitement because I, there are things that are yeses that I don't feel excited about, but it's just, I yes. just know it's a, yeah. you know, so I don't know if I'd even throw that in there personally, but if it's not a yes, it's a no. And that's the thing. Like, even when he and I are choosing stuff, you know, even where to eat, I'm like, I start pinging things. I'm like, Hey, you want this? And he'll be like, Oh, I could. I'm like, that's a no. Just the yeah. moment he goes into just even needing to think about it, that's a no. So that's how you know. You just <laughs> well, know. It's like when we were when we were looking at the schedule and you're like, okay, how about Thursday to do, you know, these recordings and whatnot? And I was like, let me well, let me you see. Your you're like, calendar, you were like thinking about it. you're trying to make it work. I'm like, that's a no. <laughs> I want to make it work. <laughs> I will figure this out. I'm the good girl that makes it work. And yeah, exactly. So I had to kind of like, so I have to teach a lot of people that like, look, no, 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 I'm pinging. I don't need you to make this idea work. I actually don't want you to make this work. I want it. I want what work. I don't want you to make this work. I want what works. Yeah. So I'm yeah. looking for that thing that goes, yes. Mm-hmm. Ease. Yeah. So you just know. So if you go into any thinking, that's a no. There's your sign. Here's your sign. <laughs> the end. Yeah, I mean, and that's why there is no ha- one, two, three step. It's just like instant knowing. It's, so it's teaching yourself knowing. Yeah. It's teaching yourself what your signs of knowing are. It's really more that. And it's, it's so organic. Like, I, I mean, and so I, when I was first introduced to this, it was the sense of light and heavy, but I had to really take like, I don't know. I had to expand the conversation to like, if it's not a yes, it's a no and sort mm-hmm. of thing. So I would play with small shit, like food, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just like have stuff in front of me. And sometimes I would even let my body tell me like you were talking about letting your body yeah. show you things, you know, like if my body leaned towards it, I knew that was a yes. And if it was like, mm, I knew that was a no. So I would play with it in that way. But I would also play with like tasting things and going, oh, that kind of tastes like cardboard. That's like, no. no. So I had to teach myself, like, what are my yeses and nos? Like what, what sense, um, what can how does my body communicate yeses and nos? And how does my being, what's the sensation of yeses and nos, right? That's a perceiving and receiving thing. That's the extra sensory thing, but it takes no time to know. Yeah. So the moment it takes time, you're into thinking. That's not it's been so overridden by us, like in yes. all the programming or what we've decided. If we focus so much attention to what, let me get the right food choice versus yeah. like, what is my body really saying? Then it's like, we're not even hearing. And that's what you're saying in the sense of like, it takes some training to tune in. It does. And then I guess if we just like round this out with like the fear thing. So how do you know when you like, you look at a choice and you're like, you know, that energy. Yeah. I kind of look at those choices a little bit more because I'm like, that's probably something I need to look at. <laughs> Lean into. <laughs> so that's a different thing where I got to go, yeah. okay, fuck, this is yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Um, I Choosing to go to Pilates here in Colombia, which is all in Spanish, in a gym where there's like these wow. hot ass Latin models. Like you've never seen girls like this in your life. I'm there everywhere. And of course I'm walking in with Andres and I'm like, okay, my whole life might fall apart in this moment. Like, um, I, I had to choose it. 
regardless. And so I do walk in there and I literally sweat kind of not just because I'm working out, but I'm sweating. I'm like, I'm really uncomfortable, but I'm starting to get more comfortable. I'm starting to feel more confident. I'm starting to have more self-allowance for everything I am and, you know, get how he functions. It's changing. But it wasn't comfortable. It wasn't uncomfortable. And that's the thing is like also us being willing to choose despite discomfort. The, well, I mean, the choice, the choices that make you really uncomfortable, probably the ones to go. Okay, am my life greater? <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Probably I'm just gonna sweat through the whole thing. It's more cute. <laughs> so if you're really uncomfortable. Congratulations. Cheers. You're living. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is why I got like a Wim Hof, you know, I mean, besides all the benefits of doing like the ice baths and whatnot, but really, yeah. I mean, truly it's like training yourself to know that, okay, I can tolerate extreme discomfort, yeah. command my breathing and choose in that yeah. moment. Yeah. So. So welcome to getting stronger, everybody. Yeah. How does it get better than this? <laughs> Not going to be comfortable. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a request. If you found benefit from today's episode, we'd be so grateful if you would subscribe, leave us a review, or share it with someone you know would benefit. Until next time.